And we're back. I'm Bobby Houck, and this is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. And I'm Brent. Okay. We know who this is. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little different setting here today. Absolutely. I think uh, we want to want to lead off by stressing that we just happen to be having a conversation with our friend Bobby. We're not media. This isn't an interview. <laughs> Nothing has changed on the Grizz Fan Podcast whatsoever. Well, I heard there was beer, and you guys didn't bring any. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> You can blame our friend Mike Markovich with Summit Beverage, who claims he was just a little too busy to get the Coors Light, the official beer of Grizzly ne- Next time. We'll next time. Coors Mike Light. and family have helped us a bunch, so you guys take him to task. I'm just going to say thank you. <laughs> Mike and I are fraternity brothers, so I can give him a little bit of shit right. sometimes. Absolutely. So. That never goes away, does it? Yeah. Well, Coach, thanks for having us in here. We appreciate being a part of this today, and we got Riley sitting in the back here, I think a little envious of some of our equipment here. And... Uh, yeah, so we just we, we sent out uh, an ask just the other week just so we could sit down and talk about we've got a couple spring games coming up, and then also to talk a little bit more about quarterback club and kind of what's going on on those fronts. So, you know, two games coming up here, so we thought we'd just sit down with you. And how are things going so far this spring? How Enjoying this, or how, how's everything looking out there? Things are good. Uh, you know, from a personal standpoint, I'm enjoying it immensely. I think that our players are as well. It's been – you know, everything's been strange, right, for the last 16 months, at least for sure the last year, maybe longer. And we haven't played in, in so long. Uh, it's, it's just been kind of strange. But I really admire our, our players and our assistant coaches and everybody else that's involved for having good attitude, being diligent, continuing to work uh, when there was nothing specific to work towards. And I, I think when we play, that will – show up and it'll pay dividends for us if if not then the, the whole theory of training and practicing is blown out the window <laughs> do you think that it was important to do this spring where you've actually got a couple of games as opposed to a normal spring just because they didn't get to play in the fall and kind of keep people motivated yeah i, I think it's both important and and reasonable um you know i'm not sure we shouldn't always play a game in the spring i've thought about that over the years and you know i never really has had much traction anywhere but you know we put on these dang spring games and all this other nonsense and and where nobody wants to play and nobody wants to do any of that stuff um it's kind of cool to have another opponent you know and i suppose we should get down the road on how why and what you know we're, we're playing too and there are teams that are trying to play a modified full season you know, I, I was never really co- able to come to grips and rationalize how playing a full season, I mean, I mean, the idea is to get in the playoffs and play where you're playing eight to ten games in the spring and then two and a half months later you're turning around and yeah. going to Seattle to battle the Huskies. I, I never really felt like that was doable. <laughs> and so as we continued to, to down that path to figure out what to do, um, still dealing with all the coronavirus nonsense. Um, we just felt like playing a couple would be the way to go. And I think hindsight was easy. We probably should have played in the fall. We didn't. So that's water under the bridge. But I think when we get to, like, June or August this year and we look back, we'll say we made the right choice. How did these two games come together? Did you just connect with Central and, and, and Varnum, or how did that all 
I'm just kind of curious. Was it something ADs put together? Or? It was actually pretty simple. Just call the coach and say, <laughs> hey, hey, let's play. Let's it's play kind of funny. You know, we we tried. We were trying to get games and looking at different options, and there there wasn't um, much success. And I said, hey, let me call a couple of coaches, and it worked out. It, it, seriously, it's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, you, text a guy, you want to play? Yeah, let's play. Win. So, <laughs> but simple as that. Nice. Stadium's open. Sorta. Sorta. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, with with these two games, are you gonna? I mean, are you gonna do? Are you doing film and all that stuff? Treating it just like a regular game, doing the whole prep or everything, or treating it more like a scrimmage type friendly? No, stuff? it's. Uh, I, I said this yesterday, so it's. Uh, it's nothing new, but it, it's a game. We're yeah. playing. We're 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 teeing it up and. I mean, it's a game. We're keeping score. And I said this to Riley the other day. I said, are you going to challenge us to a game of checkers or a push-up <laughs> contest? We're going to try to kick your ass. So we're playing a football game on those two days, and we're ready to go. How do you think the, the spring season that about half of the Big Sky Conference is playing is going to be looked at kind of like historically? Like, obviously, the stats count. If somebody wins the Big Sky, I guess it counts. What? Yeah, I mean – you know, I'm going to be self-centered about the Montana Grizzlies. Well, we are too. The Montana yeah. Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah. Who are we talking to here, right? Yeah. yeah. If, if the Montana Grizzlies aren't playing, it ain't a real championship. So um, that's not how the rest of the league will view it. That's how we view it. So I hope they're having fun. Um, yeah, hope they're having fun. So one of the things we uh, we we pitch on the podcast a lot is both Brent and I are members of the QB club. And, uh, you know, we, we like to throw it out there, grogrizz.com slash QB club. Um, <laughs> but we really do because I think that in the QB club, we kind of get to see a side of you that maybe everybody else doesn't get to see. You're, you know, you're kind of a funny guy in that setting. We're actually getting a little taste of it here. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably to my detriment, that last comment about it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. So I'll probably get a letter from the conference on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you opted out for spring. So, I mean, do they really – never mind. We're not going there. Yeah, they shouldn't care. <laughs> um, um, so so, okay, we, they ain't playing. What do we care what that guy says? <laughs> Will you maybe touch uh, for a minute or two on just – what the QB club is, but maybe more importantly, why does it matter to your program? Well, it's a great question, and I'll I'll try to give you an abbreviated answer, okay? Because it's 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 vital. So, <clears throat> excuse me. First things first is um, the University of Montana athletics is funded differently than almost any other athletic program in the country, and certainly differently than um, the big boys. Okay, uh, and certainly different than the other teams in our league because we we rely so much on self-generated revenue. When we get compared to other teams in our league or in in all of FCS football, we get nothing from the state side comparatively. Okay, comparatively, mm -hmm. uh, that's not to say we get nothing, but but percentages are. I mean, it's apples and and pineapples to everybody else. <laughs> In, in FCS and, and in our conference. So uh, we rely so much on uh, revenue generation through football tickets and seat licensing and, and so on and so forth. We don't have big media contracts like the Pac-12, for instance. And so we rely on uh, our generous fans and donors to help keep this train rolling. And the quarterback club was started in the – 80s by Don Reed when coach came here and it's grown and grown and grown 
I mean, it, it's akin to the the Grizzly Scholarship Association started out as the Century Club, where people right. gave a hundred bucks, yep. and there that was a big deal back yeah. then. Yep. I was probably in grade school or something, but um, it, it's all grown into this deal where our our this, it makes this this university and this this program and this department a special place because our alums. I mean, you guys understand because you are in that category as am i we, we actually care about our university and you know if you're going to southeast central arkansas you probably don't have the same affinity for your alma mater as, as people who go to montana have an affinity for it and so the quarterback club has grown into a an entity that is vital to our success to the point where we rely on it we we can't succeed as a program without it there you go I, I try to make it abbreviated i didn't do a very good job gogriz.com slash qb club it's worth it brent and i are 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 you know uh, uh we, we will espouse that all the time um and and i will say it's 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 more fun than it used to be so well you mentioned our great fan base um wherever you go across the country if you're wearing uh grizz gear you'll find someone from grizz nation holler at you which is wonderful so I was wondering, with so many Grizz fans sprinkled across the country, how do they participate in quarterback club? I'll answer that question real quick here. First thing is it's fun across the country. You know, you're walking through the airport in Atlanta and see somebody in Grizz gear, and, you, you know, I'll just say, hey, man, I like your hat or I like your sweatshirt, and uh, they give you the double look and go, hey, you're so-and-so, and I go, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun. They're all over. It's great. It's one of the great things about Grizz Nation. But uh, – no, I lost my train of thought. How, what does a quarterback, how do you get into it? Yeah, how do you can, get involved? Play yeah, people from other towns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Central Arkansas, can I yes. still participate <laughs> so, in quarterback club? Absolutely. So we have uh, we have uh, basically an outreach. Um, it's, it's uh, well, now everybody knows what Zoom is. Yeah. Uh, we Zoom we our have, meetings to our oh, cool. out-of-town people. So we have two different ways of doing it. There are locales around uh, Montana and then – kind of the western u.s where where they're actually getting together and watching the meetings together and having fun and it's more interactive but we also do a a video cast live of the uh of the quarterback club meeting so like you guys you're at the meetings that's why i'm up there repeating the questions and we're getting better at it yeah. simply because our technology is getting better it's been a nice upgrade too because it used to be it used to be a smaller meeting space and now we're in a bigger room and we've got meals and You've got a bar in the back, and it's in the evenings instead of an early morning. And pull back the curtain. What what goes on here? Well, a lot well of yeah, it's gonna just cost you a thousand bucks. You can find out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we've you talked can get about a fancy sweatshirt like yeah, that. That's yeah. a thousand dollar sweatshirt there. Dude, it looks great. <laughs> Will I look as good as Brent? <laughs> well, no, but you'll, yeah. look, but you'll look better. <laughs> yeah. It'll be an improvement. You'll be in the right, step in the right direction. <laughs> good, good. I actually think it's 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 fun because you know you talk about the game and you get it you see a few little highlights and 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 you know hear coach talk but I actually also think it's a great networking opportunity. I mean I I'm not going to dip into business but I use a business write off. I mean I I go, mm-hmm. you know, you meet people and I think there's You don't think the IRS will listen to this to I'm going to take my chances. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> they probably got bigger things to worry about right now. <laughs> well, and then also too, like we got the spring game coming up and quarterback club members are going to get are going to be first in line with students and other uh, people who donated tickets as well to get uh, tickets early. So, there's a lot of extra residual benefits QB club. 
as well, too. And then we've also got – so, Bobby, if you could talk a little bit about, too, you've been working on some higher levels and some some uh, pretty neat kind of tiers as well, too. Can you talk on some of those? You bet. So the, with the quarterback club, you know, again, the idea is to have – it's supposed to be fun, right? And, mm-hmm. and I've uh, – somewhere along the way, I, a sense of humor flew in the window and, and attached itself to me. So I've, we actually have some fun. <laughs> and – you know, win or lose, we try to have a good time. Yeah, certainly, it's more fun when we win, but uh, we try to have fun with it. And and then uh, we've we've had great help uh, both within the department and then Craig Eckergren, who's sitting here with us, has really helped us. And uh, there's a bunch of our our folks that have helped us, and we've come up with this tiered system where there's some benefits that go along with the the more you donate, there's some things that that you can garner along with it and you know i i i've always been hesitant to you know espouse that too much because we value anybody that gives us a dollar um but you know we like people that can help us too on in a big way because we're trying to grow our quarterback club from a subsistence excuse me a subsistence type deal into something where we can make some major projects go and I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, the main emphasis has been nutrition, summer school, helping our players out in that regard on a, feeding them on a day-to-day basis, which is a big deal in terms of the training part and then the, the academic part. But now we, we want to move into some, some, you know, brick-and-mortar type things, which is where we're going. I don't think now's the time to really get down that road, but we're, we're going to build some stuff. And uh, our quarterback club is going to be the, the first donor. Perfect. I like it. Where was Quarterback Club when you came back, membership-wise, and roughly where is it about now? It's it's gone up quite a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean Craig might have a defer to Craig on that. In the back I, I there. It's it's uh, it's been fun to yeah. see the growth and the people and you know former players and people I don't know. You know, used used to be all everybody I knew prior to. <laughs> now it's like new friends. It's been it's been really fun and um, but it, it's grown. I don't know if we've doubled it. Maybe doubling might be uh about the right estimate do you guys have a goal set for this year or years ahead you know i i have a goal it's to keep out of uh <laughs> craig's doghouse so i just go to work and uh, it's been unbelievable that what uh what has happened with the the ownership of people like yourselves yeah. you know it's 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 cool it's, it's your club i'm a facilitator um one thing, and, and obviously not to go too far down the brick and mortar road, and I know there's there's lots of things in the in the hopper for for you know Grizzly athletics, but obviously one of the reasons we couldn't play in the spring was um, where are we going to practice? And I remember that the week before the season was started, it was negative you know 17 in Missoula, and I was thinking, yeah, maybe they were right. I, yeah, our our guys were. Uh fans of uh not being out in that (laughs) three hours you know it's just you know in montana it's hard to do you know a school on top of that but it's pretty difficult to do a august training camp in january and early february in montana so that that was part of the deal um along with what i mentioned earlier but you know you you can't play eight to ten games and then turn around and do it in september again i don't think yeah we'll see how that plays out makes sense yeah absolutely all right, QB Club, we good here? I think so. All right, we uh, so one other thing that we usually do on our podcast is we get a handful of fan questions. 
Uh, and we put we put a call out, so we got I got two from some fans here. Um, <laughs> here we go. This we're first getting, one, we're, we're dipping our toe into the uh, so, icy chill. This uh, this first question, it's like com- Lake McDonald, in <laughs> early May. So this first one we got comes from a C Berquist, and he's wondering if you <laughs> if you ever lose sleep thinking he knows about better. If you do you ever lose sleep thinking about all those times you should have let him air the ball out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is where I get to bust his chops. Isn't this awesome? You know, I've got a I've got a picture on the wall out there of C. Burquist and myself getting ready for the national championship game, which is fun to look at every other day. Uh, you know what? I really, you know, I don't think he ever got credit for uh, being as good a runner as he was. Mm-hmm. Probably should have ran him more. When we get into that toughness issue for the California, you know, San Clemente, I don't know. Uh, one of the fun things about being back is is seeing the guys like Cole and you know on down the line coming to games and and seeing them on Saturdays in the fall. It's been it's been pretty cool. And by the way, C. Berquist is not in the quarterback club. I He's think not. The, oh, I think Oak Bill for that question is okay. a quarterback club membership. Craig, How I got his are email. You not in the QB we're, club. We're turning this into <laughs> yeah. a tweet campaign. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll get cold as play. we should. <laughs> Trolling. Uh, Andrew Schmidt also sent us a question. Just wondering. Uh, he oh, was a little you, more serious. Can you pick some good guys? <laughs> well, so I asked J.R. Waller, Ty Hobbs, Jeff Larson, and they all said the questions they had were not appropriate for a podcast. So yeah, they, they they show up in person and ask me, which is good. So. Uh, Schmidt actually had kind of an interesting question, just wondering, looking back at the 2004 recruiting class, maybe that's because he was in it, but uh, <laughs> that is because wondering if there is a point where you knew you were onto something special, just it was your second class coming in, and you look at where that 04 class went to, you know, 07, yeah, they're 08, the 09. most number of wins of any class in school history. So, yeah, that was a good bunch. Um, a lot of those guys in that class were maybe undervalued. And we got them for to walk on or partial scholarships, yeah. and they end up being pros and all Americans and all those things. But those guys, they were competitive. They were fun to be around. They enjoyed each other. They loved playing. Um, they were fun to coach, just in general. I mean, Schmitty was a great one. I'll never forget him. I mean, he did so many good things on the field, but the greatest thing I ever. Uh, one of the greatest things I've ever had happen as a coach is I brought him into this office where we're sitting, and I said, hey, man, you, you've earned a scholarship. We want to put you on, on scholarship. He was a walk-on player. And he looked me in the eye, and he said, hey, coach, you know, my, my uh, folks have saved for my college, and I don't have that much time left. He goes, give it to some kid that needs it. Oh, wow. Oh, Which, that's cool. That's unbelievable. It just shows you what a quality guy that Andrew is and, and – uh, that team was full of guys like that who wow. cared more about their team than themselves, and it's probably why they're the winningest class in history of this uh, this great program. Andrew has embraced a nickname, uh, everybody's favorite backup running back, um, which we dubbed him. That's a Grizz fan pod <laughs> thing. But he's, uh, he's enjoyed it. So he, yeah, you know what? He was a hard charging. He was a good player. Uh, you know, there's so many guys in that group that didn't get credit for being as, as uh, good a player as they mm-hmm. were because they got overshadowed by the, the Glamour boys. But mm-hmm. there were some really good football players in that group that were role players, and he was one of them. Nice. Absolutely. Tom Martin comes to mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. A bunch of good yeah. ones. Um, 
talking more just kind of in general on the landscape of, of college athletics, you know, transfer portal is a new thing and well, or a newish yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Ask and your question I guess before I start correcting. Kind of curious. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope you know more about it than I do when you're there. Um, but the, I'm just kind of curious your thoughts on on how that might impact a program like Montana or just the the landscape and the FCS in general. Yeah. So the transfer portal really had, didn't change anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys would transfer from school to school uh, at certain times, you know, and and the transfer portal just w- made it become a, a clearinghouse. So rather than more word of mouth, um, it became just a an NCAA clearinghouse for transfers from an eligibility standpoint that in theory cleaned it up you know um i don't know if it has or it hasn't (laughs) but the thing that is changing is the um lack of requirement for guys to sit a year when they do transfer in college football and men's basketball Mm -hmm. and you know just you talk to the nfl guys and it's open free agency without any restriction they they think it's i mean you talk to nfl personnel guys they think that's crazy mm-hmm. um and it is and you know that the the idea is sort of like you know kids out of high school going to junior college like it's some panacea and gonna solve all my my problems the same thing oh i had a bad day today i'm gonna transfer uh it's a really i don't think it's a productive deal at all and i mean i understand both sides of this equation i do but I don't think it'll be productive for young men that are college football players at all. I'm concerned about what it does to their academic success because transferring credits between schools is so difficult. <laughs> yeah, that's just another byproduct. I mean, throw that in there. I mean, that's, right. that's part of my, uh, my equation, certainly. And so does it change the way you approach recruiting or other coaches re- approach recruiting? Like, are they looking to the transfer portal before they look into a high school? Well, the the – the one-time transfer without restriction, that may change. I mean, the the transfer portal itself has been around for a few years, and it does, doesn't change much. I mean, there are people that have gone full bore into saying, well, we're going to just take transfers because they've already used their one-time transfer and just quit recruiting high school kids. Texas State and somebody else this year, just, they took all transfers. Wow. They didn't recruit any high school kids. <laughs> and that, to me, that's – that's antithetical to how we've done business here. Now, how much will we change? I mean, you got to adapt with the times. You have to adapt with real change on the field and everything else. Um, we're probably going to have to adapt a little bit. We, we discuss it a lot, um, think about it a lot. Um, the course of action that we take, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. But, again, some people are both feet in. Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned rule changes. What's your stance on the rule of the uh, ball being fumbled through the end zone being a touchback? What else should it be? Well, they, you didn't recover it. We should have hung on to the day. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be What should it be, a touchdown? <laughs> I'm on the, I'm on the can. Back I'm going to fire that. Heck no. Hang on to it or give it away. I should have. Defense got to win something. Yeah. Yeah, hang on to the damn thing. Nice, nice. I think about <laughs> recruiting in Montana, um, and it's such a special part of, I think, our program is how you, the Grizz 
grab great Montanans from all over the state. Uh, and they come here and they turn into men and they come into great football players and sometimes all Americans and even every now and again a pro. Do you think it'd be possible to field an entire team from Montanans? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's close. Well, that's my dream in NCAA yeah. when it comes back. <laughs> Be awesome. <laughs> Be awesome. I, I, you know, you guys all know where I'm from. Yeah. Fifth generation or whatever Montana. So we have certainly have an affinity for Montana kids and what they bring. But uh, I no, I don't. I don't think there's an, there's enough to. I mean, we could field a good team, but you know, being good that's for others. <laughs> for us it's to win every game right Fair you know, enough. being being 500 ain't good enough here well i think maybe have you have you ever recruited from the paris of the high line is that haver oh, oh. oh. <laughs> i know it's not chinook <laughs> shelby montana that's oh, where yeah. I'm from, i was Bobby. thinking I, I was thinking i was thinking malta they don't have any Buildings as tall as the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> Shelby. We consider the the prison tower. Maybe it's lit up. It's on the hill. Yeah, yeah so. I got you. That's good. I, I can see the the leap to Paris right there. <laughs> does the wind blow eighty miles an hour in Paris every day? I've never it, been there. Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> There's a river in Paris too, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Have you ever fished it? Uh, I have. I've got a picture for you when we get done there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we don't really talk about betting at all, but let's pretend, now that we're talking about fishing, there's a $5 uh, bet to be placed well, on we who's the better on, fly we, fisher. We can bet on yeah. fishing. Well, it's not an NCAA sport, except I heard <laughs> Auburn had a bass fishing team. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, that'd be something. Here. We should have a fly fishing team. So I'm not team. sure I can bet on it. Okay, so anyway. $5 derby. Um, you and Coach Rosie. Oh, that ain't even close. Rosie's going to destroy anyone I know. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, you know, I could be a smart Alex. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, he's the best fisherman I know. <sighs> okay. You grew up um, in <laughs> Big Timber. Yeah. What's your, like, favorite stretch of the Yellowstone to fly fish? Well, I like the, I like the stretch just above town there, Springdale to Big Timber, just because mm. it doesn't have as many people on it. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, that was kind of cool as a kid to be able to ride your bike down the Yellowstone or walk down to the boulder and get a few. Yeah. Nice. So one thing we were talking about when we were – when we found out that we got to talk to you on the pod, which is great, by the way, the most legitimate guest we've ever had on, um, I think a lot of people obviously know that you're an alum, you you were in track here, but how how did that um, kind of – how did you go from being, you know, the yeah. track athlete what's, to eventually becoming the head coach? Yeah, what's the, the origin team? story? Yeah. Like, when did yeah. you find out so, you wanted to coach? Well, you know, I, my dad was a was a high school coach, and so I was kind of attracted to it. My mother was attract, more attracted to me going to law school. So I, <laughs> I remember two things. One, Christmas, my senior year of college, I was home, and I, you know, big terms a little bit like Shelby, you kind of go out and hang out with your buddies at night so I asked my folks if if they uh if we could have dinner together the next night and they're look my dad's looking at me like I'm sick or something <laughs> and they said yeah sure so we sit down to dinner I said I've come up with a plan and I said I'm either gonna I've got an opportunity and I'll get to that in a sec I said I've got an opportunity to coach football 
or I'm going in the Marine Corps and try to be a pilot. And my mother, I thought she was going to come unglued. You know, she's yelling at the dinner table, what about <laughs> law school? And, and I looked out at my dad, who was both a football coach and a Marine, and I'm like kind of like a little help here. <laughs> and so I had a chance. Coach Reed gave me an opportunity. Uh, I was kind of hanging around. I'd been around, and he needed a gopher. And so that kind of got my foot in the door. And then Jerome Sowers and, and really Don were the guys that got me into coaching. And, um, you know, obviously grown up around it and, you know, just kind of slid in there. And it's been a, a great way to spend the last now quite a few years. I almost came out with a number. God bless him. <laughs> How long into you being a gopher did you think, like, I might have some aptitude for this coaching thing. I might be able to make a living doing this. Well, like most 20-whatever, one, two-year-olds, I had a lot of answers. You know, I, knew every, I knew everything at that point. I knew way more then than I know now. But it was fun, and, you know, as, as you move into it, again, uh, between Jerome and, uh, and Coach Reed, getting more responsibility you know weekly monthly uh it was great and then you know really when coach reed sat me down and said here are your here are your career paths there's 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 really three options we were out recruiting um and he just said you pick one of these and pursue and you know i obviously relied on his help and and uh guidance and you know went to ucla from here and and it's been uh Pretty, pretty awesome ride since. When you got hired here the first time as the head coach, there was a story, and I don't know if this is the way it went down or not, but that you were, uh, you know. Might be embellished. Who knows? <laughs> I, the, the earlier questions I know is embellished. <laughs> you were in a conference room with the UW staff when um, you got the call, and they said, we got one more question for you. Um, do you want to be the head coach at the University of Montana? Um I don't know if that's the accurate story or not, but what was that like getting that call to, you know, kind of reach maybe one of your career goals? Yeah. I mean, the, the time at Washington was, was great. And I got to coach great players. I got to work for a great guy and Rick Neuheisel. I got to work with, with guys that still have an influence on me that I talked to, you know, Randy Hart and Keith Gilbertson, Tim Hunley and Chuck Heater and, and Bobby Kennedy and Tony Alford, just all the – you guys saw Tony on the quarterback club meeting this. Mm -hmm. yep. So that was a great deal. But for me to get a chance at 36 or whatever I was to be able to come back here and be the head coach was kind of a – it was not only a blessing, but it was a dream come true. I was excited about it. Um, Joe Glenn left me a note in my desk, though, and I went, huh, they kind of want you to win every game. <laughs> you know, I've been paying attention, but – Joe's like, ah, don't worry about it. They'll, they all love you mostly. <laughs> you know, here's the keys. To the... I was like, huh, Joe won every game. <laughs> but it, it was pretty cool. So I got to got to come and get things organized here and then go back and coach the bowl game. It's the same thing I did at San Diego State. Yep. Yep. Um, work then, work now, I suppose. So Absolutely. It was good. Um, my son usually does our intro, but obviously, you know, he – Apparently he had to be in school. I don't know. Um, so I recorded a question from him. I think it's an, I think it's a softball. We'll see. Let's hope. I'm signed up for your camp. Where can other people go to sign up? Oh, that's great. You can go to Montana Football Camps or GoGrizz.com and sign up. And uh, 
Has he been before? I can't remember. He's been, uh, I think this will be his third year. He's Good. in second grade. He yeah, loves them. It, it's, they have a blast. And, you know, we teach him some football, but the, the idea is to have fun. And I think that's important for especially youth football is kids to learn proper techniques, of course. But also, this is, the, this is a fun game. It can't be all – I mean, we don't want them to – we don't coach them like we do our own guys at practice at camp. Mm-hmm. We have some fun. He um, He's – so I think this will be his third one, but I definitely noticed after camp last year, which thanks for having, by the way, um, you you could tell that he kind of learned how to throw the ball at camp. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they learned something. <laughs> well, again, Rosie's got to be good for something besides fly fishing. So. You see, Coach, I think you're missing an opportunity at fundraising here. I don't think you should stop at the uh, – at the young kids you could well there there is a big uh venue for like or a big demographic of men in their 30s their 40s their 50s who would love to get yelled at by coach oh yeah (laughs) and and in fact i think you should do a fundraiser where um i've seen this in golf where golf pros you can send them a video and for like 50 bucks They'll like they'll roast your friend. They'll roast your swing. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, some of our some of our discussions as a staff on watching film are pretty frank. Uh, there, there could be some value in that. Yeah. The, uh, you better have a dang good sense of humor. Yeah. That's you. The the basketball program was going to be do a father son day last year and. My son loves basketball too, but I am not a basketball person. So we were going to have Luke go as the father for that. <laughs> well, I did. Uh, I did tell uh, our staff that uh, my wife Stacy is the only mother on our team that I've ever texted telling her how worthless and, and awful her son is as a football player. <laughs> <laughs> what a failure he was today at practice. So. How'd that go? You know what? She's pretty. Uh, she goes, I bet. He's terrible. <laughs> she, he doesn't, that's it's not, certainly not a soft spot for anybody at how, home. How hard would it be? I mean, I'm not a father um, that I know of. Um, but how, <laughs> how hard is it to have a son and not like Todd Marinovich him, you know, as like a young kid? Well, I mean, I guess there's lessons out there. I mean, I, I sit at U Sports and watch people and I just go, you know, I, I fly tell my wife, I said, if I ever start acting like that, you know, punch me. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I, I go to the games. I enjoy watching uh, when, you know, when all my kids were playing. Um, I, I always preferred to sit in the back row by myself and just watch. Um, I kind of got reprimanded by my significant other for not being social, so I had to endure some of that. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's sort of like – and I think coaches, when their kids are playing or – one in the spectrum, the other. The greatest parents there are, they're the absolute worst, <laughs> you know, and, and there's not much in between. But I always felt like, you know, maybe the training where I kind of view Saturdays uh, is our players' day. We, we Sunday through Friday is our day as coaches. When they go play, we gotta we got to do our best to give them the call and help them, but they got to go play and we got to enjoy watching them. So mm. I'm, I'm really excited about a week from Saturday watching our guys play. Yeah. Right. Us too. We got to get our tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Tickets go on sale Monday. Monday morning, right? For students in QB Club. But Tuesday for uh, GSA and regular season ticket holders that donated tickets back, I believe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Uh, Maybe the next week we'll get a few more. Awesome. That'd be great to have. I hope. Okay. 
anything else uh, you want to tell us about while you've you know got the seven of us who listen to the Grizz Fan Pod? <laughs> <laughs> Spread the word on the quarterback club. That, I appreciate you guys doing that. And obviously, you guys have firsthand experience how enjoyable and how much fun we have. But it's a it's a huge deal to our football team, and you know we have big goals and aspirations around here. I think that we're moving towards those, and we can't do it without them. All right, sounds good. Okay. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to, to sit with us. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're looking forward to these two spring games. We are. We you sure too. are. This go, be fun. Go Grizz. Let's have fun. Fight on. Fight on. Hey, everybody. Brent Wahlberg here. Just following up with a couple extra tidbits of information on the quarterback club for all of you. Uh, like we have said on podcasts repeatedly, gogrizz.com slash qbclub is where you can get more information on the quarterback club, including a letter from Bobby himself, some videos and information on what some membership benefits there are, and then how to donate, plus some of the levels of membership and the different tiers of things that you receive based upon those levels. So again, gogrizz.com slash qbclub is the place to go. Of course, if you have questions, uh, there's a couple volunteers and athletics members that are happy to answer questions too. And the other thing that we were also asked to share that we didn't get in when we were recording with Coach Hauk was that the QB Club does allow guests to come check out an event. So if you are in Missoula and you know a QB Club member, uh, reach out to them and they can set you up to be a guest at the next event. You can come to a dinner uh, and check it out, see if it's a good fit for you and if it's something you uh, would like to support and be a part of. Also, as we did mention on the podcast, there are many remote viewing locations all over Montana and the Pacific Northwest and a couple other select areas as well. So even if you don't live in Missoula, there might be a spot near you or right in your hometown where there's a handful of existing quarterback club members that are taking part in the events on a Zoom call, doing gatherings of their own as well. Again, you can get in touch with someone within the athletics department, Dan Ingram, or Craig Eckegren, who is heading up the charge with quarterback club they'll get you information on if there is a spot a remote viewing location near you and you can take her from there uh wanted to just thank everybody again for taking part in this awesome interview thank you coach hauk thank you dan and craig go grizz fight on